thanks. Good to have every one of you here tonight. Uh, hope is good to have you here. Good. Let's make our confession. And uh, I pray I, this is my prayer. I need to let you know I pray this all the time for myself. It's important. So that every time I look at the Word of God, I'm seeing things that I haven't seen before. And God does that. It's, I believe it was recorded there for us, not for God, for us. And we need to say it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Light and life. Light and life. The Bible says in Psalm 119, very important psalm, the longest psalm in the Bible, uh, the entrance of your words, the entrance of your words gives light. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of your words gives light. That saying to us, until you enter God's word, you're still in darkness. This is true light. This is the light of life. God's not saying this, talking about this type of light. This is real life. The entrance into God's word. And it's because Christians don't understand this, that the entering into God's word can transform your life. So they don't study the book. They don't read the book. They're not interested in being around. It's only when they feel obligated, that's when they are in the presence of the word. Because they don't understand. The entrance into God's word, as I'm speaking, God's reminding me, think about Mary and Martha. What was more important? Mother was busy trying to help. And to us in the natural, that was an, a noble thing. That was an honorable thing to do. It pleased everybody in the natural. But as far as Jesus was concerned, Mary had chosen the better part. Staying with, at the feet of Jesus and listening to the word. It's only through the entrance of the word that you have light. The light will not come to you as long as the book stays closed. You got to open the book. You got to listen to the book. And that's what's happening with Christians today all over the world. They are not reading the book. So there are deceivers coming into the church and deceiving Christians. Crazy things happening in Christians' lives. They are being manipulated because they don't know the word. They have no light. The entrance, notice what it says, is the entrance into God's word. That says a man has been given the right to enter into God's word. And when you enter into his word, then you get light. And then you have understanding. Now, it gives understanding to the simple. The simple is the one that's, I just want to know. I don't know. I need you, God, to open my eyes. I need to know. No matter how much you know, you're still learning. In the school of the Holy Spirit, 
We're constantly learning. We're constantly learning in the school of the Holy Spirit. No one is ever arrived. And we can never arrive as long as we're on earth. There's always more to learn because He is so big. And so the entrance gives light. The entrance gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Understanding is very important. Understanding it comes from God. Understanding is the beginning of change in a person's life. When you go into the Word, and that's what I meant in the first place, you can hear, confess, speak those words. You may do it, but it does nothing because you don't do it out of understanding and it's not coming from the heart. It's not coming from your heart. It has to come from your heart. And the only way it comes from your heart is you now understand it and it's in your spirit. But the more you go into God's word, the more you present yourself with the opportunity to have light and understanding. Once you have understanding, things must change. It's the beginning of change. Understanding means the beginning of change. That's why uh, Pro, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, let me go to Matthew chapter 13. Understanding, important of that, 13 verse 15. For the hearts of these people, notice, the hearts of these people have grown dull. So we're talking about the heart now. Have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Less, less they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. That's one part. Lest they should understand with their heart and turn. Understand with your heart and turn. Turn from what? Whatever, wherever you've been going, whatever understanding, whatever has been leading you, but things have been difficult. Now your eyes are opened. Now you can see. So you position yourself for God to bless you. But until then, it's going to be hard to really get all, God's, all of God's blessings. Now, when we talk about God's blessings, sometimes people are thinking about finances. Well, you can have all the money in the world, but if you are always in the hospital, you're not blessed. The eating food that they give to you because the food doesn't have much taste, <laughs> that's not being blessed. That's every area of life. That's what he's talking about. Lest they understand where? From the heart. Understand from the heart. With the heart. And turn. Once that happens, once you gain understanding, you can't stay the same. Your life, your, your attitude, everything about you disagrees with the past. You've got to make a change. Because every time you go that way, something tells you, you know better than that. You can go there. That's light. So you position yourself now for God's blessing. In your life. In every area of life. So the Bible tells us, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, getting wisdom... And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, knowledge goes before 
understanding. Knowledge is gathering of data, information. As you read, you're gathering information. Thank God we have the Holy Spirit. He helps us with the understanding. He ties things together. So you gather data, you're reading, and you know that scripture, and all of, of you've read it over and over, and read all that scriptures. One day you're sitting, reading, and the Holy Spirit ties everything together. Now you gain the understanding. I can't be in this situation anymore. I know better. God's with me. This is God's word. Now you know, and things have got to change. No, I do remember my life. I was telling somebody in my office, I got harassed so much by demons. They harassed me from the time I was saved. You know, as soon as I gained some understanding, pursuing God, God was merciful. Gave me a free period of time where I grew so I could handle these attacks. And went on for a while. And I've shared this before. Um, every night, those of us from Africa, you know what they call, it, something presses you. We said, the wish press me, yes. It comes over me, and you can't move your hand. You can't, you can't even call the name of Jesus. And I'm trying to call the name of Jesus, and that really bothered me. I want to call the name of Jesus, but I'm not. And I, it's like you're sleeping, and this shadow comes over you. Some of us have experienced it. My wife hasn't. This shadow comes over you, and I'm trying to call Jesus, and I say, if I'm truly a Christian, how can I even call the name of Jesus? When I'm in trouble, something is not right. And then one day, I kept reading, praying, but one day something happened. I, I, I was sleeping, and that thing happened to me again. It's like almost every week I was in Georgia, and I was really miserable. I had cried, I prayed, uh, I've, I've spoken in tongues, and probably prayed in my language, in probably word, pigeon English way of calling, just to get answer from God. And nothing, nothing could stop this thing. And one day this thing happened to me, because I've been crying out to God again, and just a simple word. And I said, God, please help me. Why is this thing happening to me? He went, why are you doing this? He's screaming and hollering and crying out to me. He's just a little demon. And I went, oh. And and now this demon is at the corner of your room as you cry because I was kneeling, screaming and crying out to God. He's laughing at you. And all I could see was a little, uh, just kind of a little demon there laughing at me. You know what? I got mad. I got very angry. I said, come here. Stand there. Nobody was in the room. But I said, you don't do that to me. I wasn't praying any moment. I was angry. That's what happens. When God gives you light, you get angry. Michael said when he had a heart attack, he got to the hospital. And he, the first thing is like, what am I doing here? He was angry. He was angry. Something in him says, no way. So I told the demon, stop it. You can't do that. I'm a prince. He stopped. Amen. He stopped. I have, we, in my country, we used to call it witch. Witch people did this. I have already, I've, I've had witch, witches come. <laughs> my wife's laughing. I shouldn't be telling stories. I hesitate. I'm in America. I shouldn't be telling Nigerian stories. But we know where we're coming from. Hopefully you get it. But I've been in meetings. Uh, you understand too, right? Mm-hmm. I've been in meetings where those who are witches, they come to me. They want to be free. 
And I rub my hands together. I'll get that wish, that little demon inside you out of mine in a minute. I no fear of them anymore. No fear. I have no fear of demons. I don't pray about it. Demon is powerful. Then let's go anoint my house with oil so that they won't come. If they want to come, they can come. I'll show them who the boss is. Oh, that's right. It's no need. I'm not anointing nothing. If he throws something in my room, I'll show him how to really throw something. I'll throw it real far. Can you do that? Because you gain understanding. I lost the fear for them. The only fear is my relationship with God. That's what's important. That's what is important. You gain light. Let me go to the beginning because it's so important in the beginning. It says, in the beginning... God, so in the beginning, we heard that last week. In the beginning, God, right? Created the heavens and the earth. So God is the one that created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. In other words, there was nothing. And yet God had created the heavens and the earth, but it was still void. A lot of confusion. Darkness, it was without form, no form, and it was void. And yet God has created it. You go figure that out. In the beginning, God created the heavens, the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was in the face of the deep, he says. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, that itself is a revelation. When there's confusion, when there is a, there's a void in your life, whatever is happening, the only thing that will change it is saying something. And the book is full of what's to say. But that's not the point tonight. It says, then God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. So what kind of light are we talking about? There was light. But the Bible tells us, let me go to that scripture, Genesis chapter 16, that's chapter 1 to 3, now chapter 1, excuse me, chapter uh, chapter 1 verse 16 and 19, the same chapter, says, then God made two great lights. So the light that we're talking about, in Genesis chapter 1, that God says there was light and it was good, that's not the sun. That's not the moon. Because it tells us this, then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, we know that's the sun, right? And the lesser light to rule the night, we're talking about the moon, right? He made the stars also. That same day. The stars also. God set them in the firmament, so the stars was not, they were not there in the beginning. When God said, let there, was, let there be light, and there was light. So what kind of light are we talking about? So there was light then. 
So he set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. Well, I thought there was light in the beginning. Right? This is natural. There is spiritual light and there is natural light. And then he tells us, and God saw it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So light was not created. The sun was not created on the first day. The sun was created on the fourth day. So what was the first light? That's the light God always talks about. Let me say this before I go further. Light goes before order. Light is usually the beginning of order. If there is confusion in your life, there's pain, whatever it is, until you have light, you stay with that disorder. Light, think about the world today in the natural. Can there be life without the sun? Total darkness? Every single day? The plants will all die. Right? You can't have light here. You can't have life here. Light synonymous to life. We're talking about spiritual light. That's the first thing we need to understand. Before there is order, before the void goes away, there's got to be light. Light is what's important. And guess where we get light? The entrance into God's word does what? It gives light. That's where understanding of what life is all about comes. And then when we talk about life, it's not just about living life and being alive. We're talking about marriage, children, everything. Understanding. There are people God's given light on family, right? And that's their ministry, right? You know that. They have so much understanding. They can talk about it. And then God gives another light greater for somebody. That's what we're talking about. And as they speak, the lives of people that listen to them get improved. Why? They're receiving light. And we get, are we communicating? They're, give, they're listening. They're getting light. I wish believers understand a lot. They will stay around the world constantly because the word has all of that. The word has all of it. And you can have like things can change in your life. Light is the beginning of something new. The Bible tells us this. The word became flesh. And dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14. It says he became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. He lived among us. No light without the word. It was God's word that produced the light in the very first day. And that was the first thing. God created light, light in the world. But that light will not be until the word had been spoken. 
You see, that's the thing. When Jesus came in the early part, and when you read scriptures and you begin to understand the place of God's word and how that can transform a person's life, you can sit around it and really not fully get what's going on, and yet your life is being transformed. I see that because of the apostles sitting and listening to Jesus. And when Jesus had to wash their feet, Jesus said, you're already clean. You are clean because of the words I spoke to you. Many of the words Jesus spoke to them, they didn't understand. And yet they were being cleansed. Their lives were being changed. Their commitment got, grew greater as they listened to the word with an open heart. That's what happens to you every time you are in church and you're listening to the word. You may not think something is happening, but God's doing a work. The word of God is cleansing you and light is taking its seat in your life. And believe me, things will change. If somebody told me years ago when I started, where I talked about being oppressed, I would be standing and speaking to people, y'all think you lost your mind. But by the grace of God, I stayed with the word. I love what the word says. Even when it speaks against my own life, I know that word is right. My life is... is, But how do I tie these things together? But once God opens your eyes and you have light, it becomes simple. You're not afraid anymore. It comes simple to you. And you don't hesitate anymore. You go for it. It's the truth. You feel nothing, but you know that word works. And you know God's behind it. And everybody hears the same, but until God opens your eyes, you still have this little doubt in your head. And we always have that. But there's something that rises up in you by the power of the Holy Spirit that says this is the truth. God's behind it. Why? Because you have light. And you're no longer afraid. This is what the scripture says in Luke chapter 1. This is Zachariah speaking. Talking about Jesus coming. And then we're talking again about light. Listen to what it says. Though through the tender mercies of our God. Listen, not just mercy, but tender mercy of our God towards you, towards me. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring... That referring to the light that became flesh. We'll come into that. The day spring from on high has visited us. To do what? To give what? To give light to those who sit in darkness. That's how, that was our life before we came to here. When God sent the word was to give light. Mercy, tender mercy, and that remains the same till today. If you are alive, God is still having tender mercies towards you and has sent the day spring to give light to us. I need to get that light. And we're not talking about natural light. It's the understanding that leads to the application of wisdom. Wisdom is what helps you to produce because you understand how these things work. Amen? You understand how these things work. A guy that knows how to fix a car, he, find, he understands everything, that's how, they, how they work together. He'll fix it. If you don't know it, you won't know what to do. I know how I fix cars. I, 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 take the, I open the hood 
And I look. And that's it. I walk away. I can't fix nothing. Because I don't understand how that stuff works. But for the one who understands, it's simple. It's simple. And God can give you light. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. So the, the, he's visiting with me. Think about it. It's tender mercies, always with me. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. In the shadow of death. You always hear the shadow of death? Though I walk through the valley of what? It's about in scriptures. When you have light, you have nothing to fear. You're just walking through. But he came so we can have light. Those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet, what? To the way of peace. Peace, every single area. Nothing to worry about. Can you get that? This light guides you because you have no understanding. And knowledge. He puts everything together. Not at once. But the more you go. The more you visit. With the light. The more. Because he's visiting with us constantly. Right? The more you visit with him. Just like Mary. You can help yourself. I can see Mary thinking in her head. I need to help my sister. But this is too good. I can't, I can't quit. Right? And she was a good woman. Don't think she didn't know that she needed to help her sister. But how do I walk away from what I'm hearing? This is so good. I can't do this. You notice, he didn't say she argued with her sister. She wasn't upset with her sister. She didn't argue. But Jesus defended her. In other words, let go of all of that stuff, Mary. They take care of themselves. Sit by the word. And get life. And the light will lead you into the way of peace. Every single area. No more fear. When there is fear in your heart, there's a little darkness there. A little darkness. No understanding. But once you gain understanding, you're free. Jesus puts it this way. And you shall know the truth. as light. And the truth will make you free. That's what it is. Oh, just stay with the word. Even if you don't understand it now, stay with it. When God sees your heart is really in it, he will open the book for you. That you enter into the book. Amen? And no, you're no longer in the uh, uh, darkness or in the shadow of death. You're free. The Bible also speaks of Zebulun. You know about Zebulun? Just because of the presence of Jesus. And you know who Jesus is? The word of God in human form. Just because he was with them. And that's where he made his home. The Bible says the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. By the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat, who sat where? In darkness has seen what? Great light. Who was that light? The Son of God, the Word of God. The Son of God, the Word of God. The one who became flesh. And He gives that light. And we have that light in paper from written. But we can lift that thing from here into our life as we go into it. The more we study, 
even if you don't understand it, ask him. Holy Spirit is the guide. The Bible says he's the guide. He will teach you all things. Holy Spirit, he's supposed to be with you every single day of your life till the end of the world. Jesus actually said forever. He is our teacher. Holy Spirit, what does this mean? He may not tell you immediately, but he will show you. And once you gain that understanding, you lose the fear. You lose the fear. I shared here before when my mother, years back, she, was, she, she couldn't see very well. And she was telling me, I prayed with people to receive the Holy Spirit. Still do it. I can pray with, uh, because God showed me what to do. I can pray with a thousand people at once. And it will be just depending on the number of people there. Many of them will receive. God has shown me what to do about that. But when it came to healing, I had no clue. I was happy that God was using me in helping people to receive the Holy Spirit. I got ministers bringing people to me. That was my ministry. I loved it. But my mother says, good luck, why don't you pray for my eyes? <laughs> Mama, leave me alone. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I know what the scripture says. I know the Bible says, lay your hands. But I lay my hands, my heart's not there. That's what it is. But if my mom was still alive today, I would be glad to lay my hands on my eyes. And I would believe that she'll see. I've seen them before blind. I've seen them healed. But I lost the fear of that. I, I didn't have to know why, how God's going to do it. I just will obey. All of this available to every child of God. Every child of God. You don't have to be a minister for God to use you. Once he opens your eyes. And there's something about knowing when God gives you light, you can't keep it hidden. There's something about you, you want to show it. You want, either you talk about it or you want to demonstrate it. It's like a fire inside of you. Once your eyes, once you get the light, you can't stay still. You want to go do something about it. That's what this is about. In those days, I couldn't speak much in church, so I went to people outside the church. Amen. They won't say no, okay? But listen, the people who sat in darkness have seen great light. And upon those who sat in the region, and what? And shadow of death. Give it back to me again. Matthew chapter 4. I like to see it. People who sat in darkness have seen great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of what? Again, shadow of death. Light is dawned. No matter what's dying in your life, when you throw in the word and you get an understanding, that thing has to come alive. That's just the truth. It's a simple message, but it's true. It's really true. Once God gives you understanding, it can't stay the same. Things will change. So the fight is to gain understanding. To gain wisdom. It's the principal thing. And there is no other place. The entrance. The entrance into God's word. Everything. You see, God can deliver to you when you gain understanding... God can deliver to you knowledge of how to do things without anybody teaching you. And when he gives that to you, he stays with you. So important. 
The ministry of John. What was his ministry? What was it all about? First it says, in the beginning, God created. But in John chapter 1, the Bible goes further to tell you what was happening in the beginning. He says, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, God, but in the beginning was the Word. So that's telling you the Word was before the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was a person. It wasn't called, the Word wasn't called Jesus then because the Word was in the Godhead up there with our body, human body. So he was called the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And then it goes further. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. So he's telling you what happened in the beginning, just like Genesis. I remember when I first got saved and I turned to this uh, John and I started reading. I saw in the beginning, I thought, I thought I saw, where's this real beginning? I said, we'll get back to Genesis. Oh, in the beginning also. Wow, this is interesting. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. All things were made by Him. He told you He created all things in the beginning, in Genesis, but never went into the details of it. Now He's explaining to you, all things were made through Him or by Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. So the Word created everything. But then the next verse. In Him was what? Life. And what was this life for? For The life was what? The light of man. The life was the light of man. So light. Jesus is what? Jesus is the light. The light of man. The understanding. If I, get, if I would gain understanding about life, it's got to be through him. It's got to be through the word. That's the important thing. It's got to be through the word. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And then he tells you how powerful that light is. Now, Jesus was in the world. It wasn't like we had darkness all and then Jesus came and then there was sunlight. No, this is spiritual light. In him was life and the light, life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness cannot comprehend it. The dark world, Satan's world cannot handle it. This light. Then he tells us about this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That John the Baptist. This man came for a witness, to bear witness to Jesus. No, he says the light. John the Baptist, his ministry, one thing, to bear witness to the light. Jesus is that light. He tells you how important. Jesus is that light. His whole ministry was to bear witness to the light. The same Zacharias talked about. The light of God, which is the word of God. When you read the word, light comes to you. And when light comes to you, in any area of life that you're reading, darkness is gone from that area. You get clarity. Now you get wisdom. Now you can produce 
what the word, word is given to you. You know, we know about the promises. God promised, but we can't we can appropriate those promises because we don't have understanding. So he came to bear witness to that light. That was all John was talking about. He didn't say Jesus, but we know he's talking about Jesus. A man sent from God. He came to bear witness to the light. That, that all, right? Through him might believe. In what? The light. Believe in the light. All John wanted you to, for us to do is to understand and believe in light. The key thing is to believe. What the word says. Believe in the light. Believe in the light. That's all his ministry. He wanted God, God wanted John to bring Jesus before the people. That through John, the whole world will believe in him. It says he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness. So his thing was to bear witness to that light. That was the true light, which light gives light to everyone coming into the world. You know what I mean? I said, God, what does that mean? Everyone coming into the world? What does that mean? He gives light to everyone coming into the world. What about unbelievers? You know what I know? Every man has the capacity to receive Christ if they want to. It's their choice. They know deep inside. There's something bigger. There are no true atheists. Nothing like that. There's something inside them that tells them. They have the seed of that light that they can receive him. Otherwise, how would God judge somebody that has no ability to do that? The light has touched them before they came. But now they need to believe in the light so they can be free. So they don't have to sit in the region of darkness or the region of death. So, the key thing is believing in the light. I'm going to go through scriptures because of time and close. It says, for you have, that's John chapter 12, 36. While you have the light, Jesus said, believe in the light. That's why John came. For you to believe in the light. That light can come and light will change your life. Will give you understanding. While you have the light, believe in the light, the scripture says, that you may become what? Sons of light. The world transforms you. When you believe in the light that Jesus has brought, that changes your life. Your whole life is changed. He said Jesus spoke this thing and departed. This is Jesus speaking to them. He knew he was in the world. While he's still here, he said, believe. Then verse, uh, John chapter 1, 11 through 13. He says, the, the, he came to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God, sons of light. To those who believe in his name. And we'll be talking about his name sometime. Then in John chapter 3, verse 19. And he says, this is the condemnation. You know the scripture. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The reason why they are not receiving, they don't want to live. I knew that if I received Jesus, I have to change my life completely. I knew that how I could do it, I didn't know. 
But I wanted my life changed. I, I wanted to go to heaven. Uh, I heard the gospel. When they are arguing vehemently, they don't want to change. They want to stay where they are. They don't want anything changed. They love to do what they are doing. But that's, that's a big serious price to pay. That's the light of the gospel. The condemnation has come because there is no light. But uh, for those of us who are believers, and they have accepted Christ, we have received the light. The fight is on. Because the enemy wants to take your light. It wants to darken your light. It wants to bring this, uh, a lot of trouble to your life. And you know the scripture. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus gave us his mission statement, but I came that you might have life, which is life, more abundantly. I has asked the question, why will a thief come to a house that's lived in and there's nothing there? Why get a gun to come into your, my house to steal? <laughs> we don't even have a couch to sleep on, right? We're sleeping on the floor. There's nothing. That's a foolish thief. But when you believe in Jesus, God has delivered so much to you, you just don't know yet. And the enemy is watching you. And every time God gives you light in an area and you step out, he challenges you to see if you will give it up. But we are children of God. May God continue to give you light in different areas. There's so many areas that God wants to. It's all about life. Everything about living is in the book. And if we open our hearts to it, things can change. There is nothing that cannot change. Void. But when the light comes, things begin to change. Order comes into place. Amen. Would you stand up with me tonight? I guess in my mind, message tonight is understanding. Don't hesitate once God has shown you something in the Word. If you can do it in church, a lot of people want to come here and do it. I couldn't come to prophet and speak. I'll find somebody outside to, to, to work with, to test what God has shown me and try. In recent times, I've shared with people and I still share with those around me. God showed me a scripture in Deuteronomy 28, I believe verse 47, where he says, um, because you did not serve the Lord with, with joy and gladness of heart. That scripture frightened me. I've read it before. But I realized I've really caused myself and my family a lot of trouble when troubles come our way and things go crazy and I become sad. God says, I'll give you over to those things you are afraid of. That's brought sorrow to you. Your enemies will have you and they will not quit until they've, they've taken your life away. I said, God, I'm happy now. I'm happy. Can you see me here? I'm going to serve you with gladness of heart. And my wife will tell you, anytime something comes to us, first thing we have to do, 
we are happy in presence of trouble. Right? That's revelation. And I'm going to practice that. And Nigel and I, we've tried this. And we saw in a day, things just change. Things change. That's light. I read the scripture before, but I never understood it that way. You can read it. It's, it's in um, Deuteronomy chapter... What is chapter? I can I just quote it there. <laughs> 28 verse 47, I believe. Yeah. That's the way it is. God opens your eyes and you can see it. And then you begin to practice it and watch what God... It's amazing what God would do. And I believe, and you need to understand this, when God shows you light... It's not just for you. It's a thousand generations of your children after you. According to God's word. It stays with the family. Because God gave it to you as a family member. Amen. Let's lift our hands up tonight. Again, I want you to understand. God looks down towards you when you lift your hand. That's what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1. Every time you lift your hand, God says, I look down to you. I believe that scripture very well. It says it in a negative way, but I saw the positive out of it. When I lift my hands up, God looks, son, what do you want? I got his attention every time I lift my hands up. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for the truth. Because your word says we shall know the truth. And the truth will make us free. We receive the light of life tonight from your word in the name of Jesus and we will search the scriptures because in the scriptures we will have life and they are the scriptures that testify of you because you are the light of the world you are the light that came from heaven may our desire our desires be only for the word of God and the entrance into your word Fill our hearts with that tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.